when you're throwing energy into either marketing your business or trying to acquire new customers or perhaps even convert potential customers into paying customers, do you feel like there's a lot of steps you find yourself doing over and over again to the point where you think, surely there's an app for that? Like surely in this day and age, there is a tool or an app or a bit of software that can take care of this for me. But then you quickly think, I do not have the time or the energy to Google around looking for said app, figure out how to use it only to realize it's not really right for me. Well, you guys are in luck. This is one of my favorite topics to cover because when we can start bringing apps, software and systems into our business to do the manual handling for us, sometimes referred to as automating our marketing and our processes. It opens up all these opportunities for growth, for bringing people into the fold to help us um, grow our business in a sustainable way. And it gets thinking with the CEO hat on. Um, It allows us to market to potential customers on a 24-7 basis. And it also helps us turn our website, which can sometimes feel like a digital billboard sitting there doing not very much except looking pretty, into an actual marketing machine that's contributing to the growth and success of our business. If you're looking for a way to get started with automations, with some apps that can do some really clever tricks and jobs within your business so you can focus on the specialized work, this is the episode for you. Great, let's jump in. You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses, and now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum, and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned, and I'm still learning, about juggling a family, business growth, mental well-being, and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses. If you're running a small business, raising small humans, and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. So before we get too much into the weeds on what apps we can use to automate parts of our marketing, it might help to sort of get a bit of context and actually define what is automation. So automation is when we take apps and software and we can trigger certain things to happen um, automatically without us having to press send or submit or anything in any of these apps. They're actually triggered by actions that the customer takes. So for example, if a customer requests a booking with you on your website, an automation would be something that is triggered by them completing a booking form or by completing an inquiry form, by requesting something from your website. Um, It's triggered by an action they take on your platforms and it doesn't require you to jump in and acknowledge or accept something in order for them to move to the next stage of the pipeline you want them to move down, essentially. So yeah, it's about making sure we, as wherever possible, we're using apps and software to do some of the manual tasks for us so we can kind of stick to the stuff that really needs to be done by us, the specialized work. So further to that, why is automation important? Well, there's three kind of key reasons why I think thinking about bringing automations and using apps and software into your business is a really good idea. 
The first of which is it allows you to operate and grow sustainably. Like, like I said, it's about looking for tasks that we can outsource to apps and software. And again, making sure we can dedicate our, you know, unrenewable resource that is time to the specialized work that shouldn't be trusted to an app or a piece of software. Um, the second reason, which is kind of closely connected to the first, it's a really important mindset shift we need to make um, if this business is going to grow without needing more of our time. Um, the whole idea of working smarter, not harder. Using automations and thinking along these lines gets us thinking critically about what work we can actually potentially hand off to a system, a software, an app, a subcontractor even, without having to manually handle everything. Like, And I'm not preaching from the mountaintop here. I'm a recovering perfectionist who has really had to work hard on the whole idea of, oh, it's just quicker and easier if I do it. Using automation goes some way to counteracting that um, limiting belief, I guess you'd call it, in our heads by actually critically looking at the tasks that are required to achieve a result, whether that's um, adding a potential customer to our mailing list so we can send them newsletters and updates, whether it's getting them to follow us on social media, whether it's actually getting them to submit an inquiry or make that booking and actually become a customer. It's about looking at all the, the stages they need to go through in order to get to that point and what can we essentially find an app for that. And the third thing is maximizing the potential of our business, but doing it on a budget. Because once we have these things in place in our marketing system, they can be moving potential customers closer to being paying customers on a 24-7 basis. So that we can be taking bookings, um, and have, have, having inquiries come through. We can be giving them reasons to do business with us with like vouchers and opportunities to attend events. All out of hours. So for the people that, you know, sit on their phone, uh, the potential customers that sort of sit on their phones late at night and scroll looking for things like what we offer, um, for ones who do it in their breaks and or, you know, early in the morning when we're not around to serve them, it doesn't mean they can go unserved and we miss those opportunities. Um, it's also important to note here too that Sometimes the pushback that exists around apps is like, oh, I really, so much of what my customers enjoy about working with me is the conversation we have. I don't want it to feel like they're talking to a computer. There is a lot of customization you can do with all these apps that I'm going to walk you through that can actually still make it feel like um, your voice is coming through in what they're receiving. So it doesn't have to feel automatically generated doesn't have to feel like they're talking to a computer you can be really smart with how you set these apps up so it still can can maintain that conversational feel that they'll get when they're speaking to you when they're listening to you via social media when they're reading stuff that you've written you can still make sure it has your voice in the mix so don't don't not explore this option because you're worried about being too disconnected from the customer experience. It's more about allowing you the time to do the personalized work at scale. So by the time they get to these stages, you don't need to be doing all this over. Like, so for example, if you have a customer who's been following you on Facebook or Instagram for a long time, they love the content you create and they're ready to do business with you. They can click, say, the link in your bio or they can click the link on a post. They can be taken to a specific page in your website, say, like the contact page. They can then enter their details into request a booking or request a callback. Um, they can answer some pre-qualifying questions about what their needs are so you can go back to them with some more tailored feedback straight away and they can click submit. Um, they can do all that 
um, and still not lose what it feels like to work with you because if you've got that system set up, you can be tipping more energy into the initial stuff that they would have engaged with, like the social media content, knowing that once they once they are ready to do business with you, once they've seen enough and they've decided you're the person for them, the links that they follow and the system they then slide into is all in place and ready to go. So this is what this really is about. It's investing in infrastructure that you set it up once and then it supports your business ongoing. So you can focus more of your energy into the conversational pieces that are what tip tip people over the edge initially and turn them into at least closer to being potential customers rather than having all your energy dedicated to, say for example, if you didn't, in that example, if you didn't have um, the link ready to go to a page on your website where you had a really in-depth inquiry form that helps you get as much information out of them as possible so you could go back to them with tailored information and perhaps even some suggestions on booking days and times. Wait until you're open or wait until you're able to answer the phone or they would send you an email and they wouldn't have any of the prompts involved to give you all the information you needed to then go back to them. So rather than getting, um, rather than filling out an inquiry form that craps captures everything you need to know about them in order to go back to them with some actionable sort of steps, you would get a very basic email from them asking them for a callback. You would need to go call them back get some more information out of them, then perhaps go away and do a bit of research, come up with a proposal for them, and then go back to them again with tailored information the next step they can take. So with automations, you can kind of see how the major part of the toing and froing has been taken out of the equation, and so the first actual manual contact you have with them can be much more high value and much closer to turning them into a paying customer. So with all that in mind, I want to go through some of my go-to apps that are really user-friendly. I've set up for multiple clients in the past and they're using them to success. And these are the great first step apps I'd love you to look at if you're going to start thinking about automating parts of your marketing. One of the first apps I would love for you to start thinking about, and you may be using it already, but not in this way, is Canva. I've also got another one I use called Vista Create. Um, and they essentially do the same thing. It's about um, creating social media graphics. Now, this isn't necessarily an automation as such, um, but what it can do is using using Canva and Vista Create can allow you to set up like a suite of social media graphics that you can then um, rinse and repeat, replicate and update. So creating your social media content becomes a lot quicker. Now, a tip I have for you is if you can get a graphic designer to initially set up some branded templates for you inside an account, what that can mean is that you only have to pay once for the graphic designer, but you can repeat those templates over and over again. So maybe work with someone who can come up, help you come up with some sort of key um, concepts that you can keep going through with your social media content, like um, feedback posts or quote posts or a day in the life of our business posts, and then get a graphic designer to help you come up with templates for those and then it's going to be much easier to pump out social media content because you're not going to be having to stop and figure out what everything should look like each time so if you're looking for a way to make your marketing quicker and slicker um, when it comes to social media I highly recommend you look at Vistacrete and Canva does your marketing feel less like a fun way to talk about your business and more like a really hard job that you're avoiding well, did you know that you could be automating large parts of your small business marketing so you could focus on the bits you love, like sharing information, educating your customers, and showing them all the fun and cool ways they can do business with you? 
Well, I've put together a free PDF guide showing you all my go-to apps for small business marketing on autopilot. Yes, that's right. You can put large parts of your small business marketing completely on autopilot so they can be working for you 24-7 while you sleep, while you're spending time with your family, or while you're serving customers, or even just spending time on a bit of self-care. <laughs> Jokes, we, we don't have self-care around here. But you should. So how are you going to get started doing that? Well, the next best step is to start automating parts of your marketing. If you want to know more about how you can get your hands on my guide, head over to my website, go to the resources section and pop your details in. I'll send one straight to your inbox. That's my free downloadable PDF with my go-to apps for small biz marketing on autopilot. Head over to the website and grab yours now. So another one that links closely to the example I gave you previously was is forms. Now there's two kind of main form builders I recommend. You've either got Google Forms or you've got Snap Forms, and they're both good for different reasons. But basically, if you can have some really smart forms living on your website, it means that when people are ready to do business with you and they want to take the next step, like I, like I mentioned in the example before, it allows you to collate all the information you need so you can go back to them with a really tailored response that's really likely to resonate with the problem they're experiencing or what they're trying to achieve and it's going to move them that much closer to saying yes to you because the information you're giving them is so closely related to their needs and their um, their objectives with your business. There's also a lot of really smart things you can do with the information off the back of that form. So a lot of the two form builders that I mentioned, Google Forms and Snap Forms, um, and this is going to get a little bit technical here, guys, so hang in there and stay with me. They can integrate, which means they can connect with an app called Google Sheets, which is essentially like online spreadsheets. But then once they've connected to that, you can then be sending all the data that they've input into that form in a million different ways. And so what it means is that once you've got all this information captured into an online um, system, the potential for using that, again, automatically is huge. So like in the next example, MailChimp. Uh, MailChimp is an email newsletter platform, so it allows you to create templates and automations and triggers, very similar to what I'm talking about, but to be able to send emails to um, big batches of people at once. So if you were to send, say, an email to a thousand people straight out of Gmail or Outlook, it would probably be flagged as spam on the receiving end. But MailChimp is a mass mark email marketing platform, so it's much easier for you to send a big um, send a newsletter to a big um, contact list that could be hundreds, if not thousands, of people long. So once someone has filled in their details in on the form on your website, those details can automatically be sent to Mailchimp, and then they can be ready to receive your regular newsletter um, email newsletter. So they can then sort of slot into your regular marketing pipeline and be open to more opportunities to do business with you down the track. So that's where forms and things like MailChimp can come in really handy. Now with MailChimp, similarly to Canva, you can actually set up newsletter templates. And so it's a lot easier to um, create an email newsletter every week if you're using the same template. This is exactly what I use in my business. I have the same framework that's got like the thought I want to share with my, my list every week, the latest podcast I'm announcing, and then any links to anything else that's going on in my business, like my monthly um, masterminds and things like that. And then all I do each week is I open up a new template, fill in the blanks, um, and then it's good to send out to my email list. And that makes the process a lot quicker, slicker, but also looks more professional as well. And then on top of that, 
when you've got these things set up as templates, it's also then a lot easier to bring someone else into the fold. So now that I've got the templates set up in a way that I like, and I know the kinds of content I want included there each week, my virtual assistant is actually responsible for filling in the, the content and sending that email every week. So it's another really good way to hand off these tasks and then step back from manual handling and bring some really valuable people in to help you, but in a way that's really efficient, really economical. So another app I recommend you look at is a project management app like Trello. I use it in my business um, and I use it for a whole variety of tasks. It's a really cool app because it allows you to organize anything really into lists and cards. Now, if you're not familiar with project management tools, and it can be a little hard to visualize this. So I recommend you head over to Trello. It's completely free to sign up for um, and start playing around with it because you'll very quickly see that you're only limited by your imagination as to how you can organize uh, content. So the best ways to get started maximizing Trello is to think about repeatable tasks or daily to-do lists that crop up in your business. If you can start documenting um, daily processes in your business and turning them into like checklists and to-do lists, you can then sort of organize things into say Monday through Friday or make them um, department specific or make them person specific. Because once you've organized all these things that need doing into checklists and lists and forms and cards and things like that, Again, you can then bring someone else into the fold and they can see how you want things done. You can allocate tasks to different members. It's a really good way, again, to start stepping into more of that CEO mindset and looking for opportunities to outsource to other people. Now, it can be a key staff member and you can just share a login and they can see, okay, here's all the tasks that need doing on Monday. Here's the things they want me to check. Or it can be someone remote. So again, I use Trello a lot with my virtual assistant. We're two different states away, but it allows us to get together on the phone or on Zoom, look at the same Trello board, and then go through tasks, share ideas, um, collaborate on making um, new cards and new lists and new checklists. It's a really handy operational tool that makes it so much easier to bring people into the fold and get the support you need to make this business growable in a sustainable way. So another app that I love and I've set up for multiple clients is called Calendly. Um, and it's a scheduling tool. So to give you a bit of context around this one, I use Calendly for when um, I'm getting people to book in for my monthly masterclasses. I can set like a limit on how many people can attend and people can go into the Calendly, which brings up a calendar that's connected to my personal calendar and they can click in and um, request an invite to a masterclass or it's also really good for like one-on-one -on -one appointments so say when um, I'm doing like a discovery call for a new other website or a marketing coaching client I can send them the link to Calendly and Calendly will automatically detect the spots in my calendar that are free and will offer them to the client to book when it suits them this really is really good for saving on that toing and froing when you're trying to book in a time with someone where you sort of like going how about this time how about this day um, and that, it really takes all the toing and froing out of that because if you're working within one calendar, all you need to do is connect Calendly to that calendar. So like in my instance, it's my Google calendar. And what you can also do with different kinds of appointments is you can have them scheduled 
So you can sort of have Calendly detect when you've got gaps. And then within that, you can say to Calendly, I only want to take on, say in my example, my 15-minute discovery calls. I only want to do them in the afternoon. So I want you to take, and you can set up in Calendly, you can set up different kinds of appointments for different things. Like there's some appointments where I'll allow clients to schedule in the evening. Um, Some I'll only want on a particular day on the month. Others might just be afternoon appointments. So I could say to Calendly, um, in the example of, say, a website discovery call. I only want to be able to take those, say, in the afternoon between 12 and 4 o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So when I send that link to a potential um, customer who wants to book a website discovery call, they'll automatically be able to see in my Calendly link all the Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons that I have free and available, and they can pick the time slot that suits them. There's also a whole bunch of other customizations you can make with Calendly, um, and I would encourage you to um, jump in and have a play. Again, completely free to set up an account and give it a try. You can tweak things like Calendly can actually allow 15 minutes either side of the appointment, so it'll automatically block out extra time for you. Um, You can automate the emails that get sent as a reminder. So I like to send like a checklist to people when an appointment's coming up of like things they need to get ready, things they need to keep in mind. Um, Again, it's, it's really... It's a really good way of minimizing that to and fro, prepping people for appointments. And I really highly encourage you to use this um, wherever possible. There's also, for service-based businesses, it can also help you automate the concept of a sales call. Like for me, my 15-minute discovery calls are really, in effect, a sales call. But what it is, is it allows me to... A, have a form sitting on the front of that. So when they go into my Calendly calendar, they pick the time and day that suits them. They have to actually fill in a few questions before they can make the booking. Now, those questions allow me to go and look at their existing website or um, any of their social media accounts, and it allows me to ask some guiding questions. So when I call them for our 15 or 20-minute chat, it's a really high value 15, 20 minutes because I've already got links to their other marketing platforms. I've already asked them what they want out of their website. What are their key pain points? How involved do they want to be in the process? These are the sorts of questions that I ask everyone. So if you've got like a standard list of questions that you normally um, need information on in order to create a quote or to um, show people how you can tailor an experience to them, it can be really good for that as well. So then you're then making these sales calls at a time that's mutually convenient for both of you. So you don't feel like you're making a pitch in five minutes before either of you's got to go. It can be a really tailored pitch based on what you perceive to be their needs and how you can best meet those needs. So again, don't think about this as being super salesy. It's about maximizing your efficiency around getting the information you need to put a really high value proposal to that customer so you're making the most of that 15, 20 minutes that you have with them. But again, that 15, 20 minute slot is happening at a time that works mutually for both of you. So you can both take the time to back and forth, listen to each other, and really connect and get the most out of that time together. And then to bring in all of these automations together and to then take sort of the potential of these tools to the next level is an app called Zapier or Zapier. I've never actually heard it said out loud, so I don't really know how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, But Zapier creates what's called Zaps. And so where you can't get apps to connect to each other automatically, Zapier steps in. And so Zapier's got this huge library of apps that it connects to. And then it's got these things called Zaps, which are like little task actions. 
So as an example, I have Zap set up where if a customer enters a enters their details into like a detailed inquiry form where I've asked them, what are your needs? What are your frustrations right now? What would you like to get out of this website? How involved do you want to be in the build? Zapier not only helps me put them into specific lists in MailChimp so they don't just get sent across there automatically, I can send them there and apply certain tags to them so I can actually see when I look at all my customers in MailChimp where they've all actually come from so I can do that and then I can also connect that form to Trello which is my project management tool as a customer that requires follow-up. So once again, this is why having like that form on your website is so critical because with a tool like Zapier, you could send that form in half a dozen different directions. Um, I've also got other zaps set up where it will automatically send them an email in return with like a PDF guide or um, a link to my Calendly calendar so they can sort of book in when they're ready to go. And that's the really cool thing about turning, um, get bringing all these apps together is you can then stack them up to create a pipeline. So for example, they could go to my website, fill in an inquiry form. They can then get added to my email marketing database. They can get an email automatically sent back to them with some tips and tricks to get them started. And they can also be sent the link to my calendar. So if it's like, hey, if you're ready to get started and want to book a chat with me, here's the link. Pick the time that best suits you and I can't wait to get catch up with you and get to know you better. So that's really the um, the end game for all these automations is when you can see the value they have in isolation and then figure out how to string them together to create a really smart pipeline that automatically moves these people closer to converting, becoming an actual customer. Now, I hope I haven't overwhelmed you with all the tech on this, but guys, this is where I feel like your website can become less of like a digital billboard and more of an actual marketing machine. Like in my mind, this is what websites are actually for, is to facilitate these things, these automations, to make marketing your business easier, to make acquiring customers easier. So you could spend more time on your social media, making that really tailored and engaging, and you could spend more time inside the sales calls being really focused on the customer in front of you and really giving them the experience they need that's going to put you out and set you um, set you apart from your competitors. I hope you found this valuable, guys. For all the tech nerds out there, I'm sure you can't wait to dive into some of these apps. All the links will be available in the show notes, and I can't wait to see what you guys come up with with your automations. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking Back Joy. And now, over to you. Is there a topic you'd like me to cover in the next episode? Take a photo of you enjoying the podcast from wherever you are in the world. Post it to Instagram. Be sure to tag me at meredithpage.me and let me know what you'd like to cover next. Thanks, guys. See you next time.